like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, loser, we're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Unwaxed here with Sophia and Sistine. Hi. <laughs> Okay, I actually kind of wanted to start out. Um, I have a really bad headache. Why? Because, so it sounds kind of stupid, but I have a pimple on my forehead and I've been really excited to get Ew. rid of it. L- let me just explain this. And I'm actually pissed off that this happened. Um, and it was starting to fly now, but I was reading my phone laying down. Okay. With my phone, yeah, above my head. And the phone could have fallen out anywhere, right? It could have been my well, cheek. The phone could didn't have to fall, period. It fell, but it did. I butterfingers, you know me. And not only did the phone land on my face, the corner just hit one spot. Zipimple. Zipimple. So not only did no. it re-come back, it came back as a bruise. Wait. <laughs> Do you see it? No. Does anyone see it? It's a boulder. <laughs> I think I put on like... Why <laughs> did you tell me that I'm only going to be looking at that spot now? I, I, does anyone notice? I put on like eight layers of makeup and it's still forming. It's coming back. I put it's ice cute. on it. Thanks. It's cute. Um, I think we should talk about. We've been getting a lot of messages about um, what happened after yeah. I snuck in and saw Sophia on her date with this guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna tell you what happened because I don't know if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, Sistine surprised me by telling me that she booked the same restaurant and time as a guy that I was going out with because I wanted to meet him. And I thought it would be funny. So yeah. we're here to tell you. If you haven't heard that, by the way, go back and listen to that story time. And then come here. Thank you. We're going to tell you what happened. So I'll just explain in the beginning. I, right when I was walking to the restaurant, I said to the guy, hey, just warning you, my sister's inside. Not a big deal. But she booked the same restaurant and the same time to meet you. <laughs> not creepy. Not stalkerish. Not stalking. Not a big deal. So I am sitting at the table. I've got my three other friends with me, and I'm I see them, and I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I put my yeah. napkin on my face because I just I got nervous. So I'm holding up my napkin and I'm trying to be funny. We instantly make eye contact when she's walking in, and I'm sort of doing a like a peekaboo, you know, like yeah. a peekaboo with my napkin, trying to be funny, act like I don't see them, and I'm kind of excited because I'm like, you know what? Like, if he's if he doesn't like like my sister, then. I can't go out with you anymore. Yeah. Or if she doesn't like... Yo, no, sorry. If she doesn't like him, then I can't go out with you anymore. And so I already warned him, told him what he was getting into. So and you guys approached the table. And what happened, Sistine? And it was awkward. It was horrible. <laughs> it was a little bit awkward. It, it wasn't... I'll there, tell you why. There was no relief in it. There was so, just tense. <laughs> right off the bat, I'm trying to be funny. He didn't laugh. Strike one. No, not at all. I, it was funny. And uh, I go, hi, my name is Sistine. And I reach out to shake my hand, shake his hand. He shakes my hand. He doesn't really introduce himself to anyone else at the table. No, not at all. Like, Sistine had her friends there. And it was only a group of, like, three people. Yeah. It wasn't, it, like, intimidating. He looked almost like a deer in headlights. Like, yeah, just very taken back by it. And I remember him kept keep saying to me, like, hey, let's go to our table. Let's go to our table. And I'm like, what? Is happening. Yeah, you know what? Like, for a first impression, you're meeting the sister. It wasn't as engaging. Wasn't that great. As I would have liked it to be. So I sit down, and I'm facing Sistine. His back is facing Sistine's table. All I see in the background is Sistine doing this. Thumbs down. Boo. <laughs> Boo. And so 
So you guys. Will, Will is shaking his head no. What did he know that you were back there doing that? No, no, his no, back, his back was I would facing. never do that. But to that's his like face. that movie moment where he's constantly gonna be like, "What do you look? Yeah, what, what's no, going? What's I, back there?" And this is the problem. I'm not very subtle with my movements and gestures. So I guarantee he knew that I was looking behind. But so wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> I said, "All right, shaky start. You know, a little bit rough. Let me wait till they have a cocktail in them, loosen them up a bit. I'm gonna go in for a second approach." But let me just say this. When we sat down, the first thing he said to me was, you bamboozled me. And I go, what you mean bamboozled you? And he says that I surprised him and he wasn't expecting that. Other than the fact, I told him that we were going to meet you. So I didn't know this, yeah, right? She didn't know this. So my dinner's over. They have their first course. Mm-hmm. Sophia's a few cocktails and I can tell. Oh, yes. Right. It doesn't take me a lot. I go up and I go, mm, let me try again. And I try to be funny. I bring over a waiter, act like I have a waiter's towel <laughs> on my arm, <laughs> trying to take their order. And again, he didn't think I was funny. Nothing. By the way, this kid is a funny guy. He actually, that was one of the things that attracted me to him. Was so that it was he's almost very like funny. he was avoiding eye contact. Yeah. I don't know. So I go. Or was he attracted to Sistine? Oh, shut your mouth, Sophia. Or was he intimidated by your beauty? All right, let's just... I do think it's funny that his word of choice was bamboozled. Oh, that... Like, is he 75? You bamboozled me. That's that's literally what we were saying <laughs> so, the entire night. This is what it gets worse. Not only did he say he was bamboozled once by me, he thought to bring it up maybe three more times yeah. with that exact word on three different occasions. Remember that time your sister bamboozled me? Yeah. I'm feeling bamboozled. Why'd you bamboozle? Like, the what whole the time. fuck is bamboozled? Whole- like, we bamboozled you with me? So I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but it didn't go well. So Sistine and I... Wah, <laughs> 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 violin. Uh, I go home. I We end up just, like, not really hanging out after that. I was just like, I need to go home. I don't... I'm tired. So I avoid him the rest of the week. I just, he's texting. I'm giving him short answers. The vibe is off. I'm not really, I don't think I need to give him an See, explanation. I feel a little guilty. Yeah. Because I kind of, well, okay. She, by the way, the reason why we're not working out is because Sistine. That is not and, true. No. The reason why it's not working out is because he made a bad first impression. <laughs> I did a great job. No, I'm saying because, because you don't like him, it's hard for me to like someone that you don't like. You've been cut But also, off. I don't like. The fact that he didn't just go along with it. Who cares? You know, so, me and my dad. A few days later, Sophia and I are at a Mexican restaurant. A on few, like a Tuesday night. And we're drinking a few margaritas. Yep. And we said, it's time to draft. No, no, no. Oh, what? No, back up. He texts me that paragraph and goes, hey, it feels like something's off. You don't seem like you're into me. Why, so- are, we, why are we talking like we're drunk <laughs> right now? We literally, what was going on with our accents? I'll just word vomit it. Basically, he was like, I can feel something's off. It's not really working out. Or it feels like it's not working out. I really like you. Like, what's up? Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. So, Sistine and I are two cocktails in. Definitely not sober enough to formulate a really good one. But we're like, you know, we we can think of a breakup text, so right? I always find the best way to break up with someone, not over text, but if you are going to do it over text, is to write it in your notes section first so you can edit it, you can, you know... But finagle this, with it a little bit but we didn't do that in the beginning but then you while we finished it we copy and pasted it yeah 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 notes. but we put it in notes before and um thank god we did because when we read it back sober uh, uh 
we'll just have um, Sophia. Why don't you read what we would have sent to this kid? So this is what I wrote to the guy. <laughs> no, I've been pretty bad at replying. The feeling is mutual. I've had so much fun getting to know you. Right now, I'm not looking for anything serious. I've had so much fun getting to know you, and it's definitely nothing you did. But I'm not looking for anything serious. Yep. Did I stutter? I just think we needed. I think you know we mentioned just, the repetition just to make sure you he know, knew. I hope he knows that I had a lot of fun with him. Not looking for anything serious. But though I'm not looking for anything serious, I had a lot of fun. Like your phone. I mean, you know, just making sure you know. <laughs> but look, it's very clear about what I felt. So thankfully, I screenshotted that, sent that to my friend to draft, and she goes, "Absolutely not." So basically, she formulated something. Yeah, was good. Sent it out. Uh, and now and I don't I, know what he's doing. And then I thought, best way to blow, like, soften the blow of a breakup. Oh, yeah. Send a gif. So I sent it. So I said, Sophia, send the gif of SpongeBob doing this with the finger guns, like, and he's like leaving the room. Snapping and leaving you know? the room. So I sent it, and then I sent the gif with SpongeBob snapping his fingers. And that's leaving the room. it. And we're single again. We don't know. <laughs> we're back to square one. <laughs> Woo! All right. For the record, that gif unequivocally if communicates, fuck off. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> we have left the chat. So, but real quick, before we bring on Manny, we have some super exciting news for you guys and listeners. Yes, we are giving away a $200 gift card to the amazing clothing brand called Saltwater Lux to a lucky listener of Unwax. Okay, you guys. So all you have to do is subscribe to podcast on apple leave us a rating and review and with your ig handle in the review and follow our page on wax podcast on instagram and the deadline is september 30th so guys go to apple rate review us subscribe follow us on instagram make sure you have your handle and the deadline is september 30th and look sophia and i are not gonna promote a brand that we don't actually like very true i'm telling you these clothes are actually chic you want to go from brunch to beach tonight out you can i love this brand it's like boho it's cool we look hot luxurious but also comfortable classy a little sassy you go on a date yeah you have a night you guys saltwater lux 200 bucks come on free money people you don't want to miss this i guess i'm just a play date to you okay you guys today we have the YouTube OG with us. Yes. He has a strong pe- presence in the beauty community with his 4.8 million subscribers. Subtle flex. Damn. He is the founder and owner of Lunar Beauty, has been featured in Forbes 30 Under 30, and was the wow. first male ambassador for Maybelline. We have the iconic Manny MUA. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Honestly, your entire Thank intro you. is my dream. <laughs> do, you, no, do you understand that I've said for years, I was like, I want to be on Forbes. I want to be on the Stop. cover of something. Thank Wait, you. Let's talk about that because Sophia, her dream, mm-hmm. probably once a week, she'll be like, I'm going to be on Forbes 30 under 30. I'm manifesting. No way. I I'm love manifesting. that. Right? I, so how did that happen for you? Honestly, I don't even know how it happened. That's the real gag because I'm like, how did this even happen? Like, I remember getting the call and they were like, you made it to Forbes 30 under 30. And I was like, why? What? And I literally was like, wait, why? Because I'm so, like, not the type of person that's like, like oh, are you yeah. The like, right Manny? It. Like, no. I'm literally just like, oh, but what I do? Like, right. what did you I know, do? You know, like, what did I do to deserve right. it? It's very much that. But, you know, it's been cool because, like, I feel like when you're 
in the social media space. Like, you just grind and grind and grind and grind. Right. And good things just happen, but you don't, like, expect them to happen. Because you're right. literally just like, okay, I'm just trying to, like, make good things happen for myself. You're not you expecting reward. I'm not expecting it. Yeah, I'm just, like, wanting to do it for fun. Wow. Did you ever, like, was there any expectation when you were going into the beauty world to, like, what was a goal of yours before? I think my goal was really just to, you know, like, make it more of an even, not even, but it's more, like, gender neutral space. Like, yeah. that's, like, what my goal was. Is, like, I didn't want it to be just, like, a a female dominated space. It is still, which is totally fine. But right. like, I just want, I didn't want it to seem like I was a girl or like I was transitioning to be a woman or anything like that. I just right. wanted to show that makeup was for everyone and makeup could be a artistic outlet for you. Cause that's yeah. what it was for me. You know, that's so interesting that you say that, that it's a female dominated area uh-huh. because I only watch um, men doing makeup. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> no, it's true. I, there's something about like, your hand is just so freaking fine and detailed. I'm like, I'm watching this. I know. It's, yeah. And it's you give a better cre- description, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say, more detailed, oh my gosh. Add. So Thank that you. actually, I think, would be a good segue into talking about your brand, Lunar mm. Beauty. I want to know the Amazing. message behind it, the name. What, how did it Thank all come you. about? Thank you. Yeah, so, so Lunar Beauty, like the name of it, because I've always been obsessed with Sailor Moon, which is like an anime <gasps> from back in the day. That was like literally my obsession. Um, last night we were just talking about Halloween costumes, and we're like, we're obsessed with Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Stop. Yeah, I literally was. Night. I literally was Sailor Mars for Halloween one year. Like you guys don't understand. Like That's I so am obsessed. She like, screenshot the photo. I have like anime eyes on my arm. Oh, that's like, I have cute. like tattoos of Sailor Moon. So um, that was just like I've always just been very very fascinated by that, and I was always a night owl. So I'm like lunar beauty just kind of flowed. Yeah, and it just made yeah, sense. So the things that I created were like kind of inspired by that in a way. Like I have these highlighter compacts that are called mm-hmm. Moon Prism. Um, highlighters instead of like so Moon pretty. Prism Power, so just kind of like Ooh, play one word yeah. like from Sailor Moon. So it was always just really, really inspired by like the night sky and you know like out of this world beauty. That's like our slogan. It's like out of this world beauty, lunar beauty. Oh, so, so yeah, it's been it's been crazy. Like I actually work with my parents on it full time. They're like. You work with your parents on yes, it? Yes, they're Wait. like full time. Like no they're like way. my They're so supportive. I yes, love that. Yes, no, it's crazy because I I'm like the CEO, but my dad's like the COO or CFO. My mom's the COO, and it's like. Holy crap! Like I get to like literally do this with my family. Wait, how long Whoa. have you been working them with your family on this since like the beginning? Because we are sisters and we're working on this show together, right. and it's it's different when you work with a family yeah, member totally. on a business. I mean, how is it working in a family? Honestly, business? it's it's great, but it's also hard at the same time because sometimes you're like, okay, like are we on right now? Like are we in work mode or are mm-hmm. we in like family mode? Yeah, because right. you know what I mean. Because you know, almost like never know. Because like you can just be chilling, having dinner. You're like, wait, did you do that? Right. Did you do that? Did you finish that? And they're like, oh my God, like we're not even working. Do you right guys now. ever yeah. get in fights? Because when you're with family members and working with them, especially, you know, you can jump on each other much easier. Yeah. Right. And you can right. call them out. It's as... so much easier to jump on them because oh, it's yeah. like, so, oh, I don't, have, I'm not scared of hurting your feelings. So do you guys fight exactly. a lot or no? We don't really fight a lot though because I feel like we tend to like talk it out pretty well and like they're really okay. organized. Both of them are really, really organized. So I don't really right. have to like be on them like I thought I would. I'd be like, right. oh my God, like who's done this email? Da da da. And they're like, oh, it's already been done. I'm like, oh, right. Okay, great. I mean, being an entrepreneur and getting into that whole industry is kind of a scary transition. You have to have a lot of self confidence to get totally. get even started with that. I mean, how did you even? Did you just know right off the bat this was my opportunity to get into it, or were you just just jumped in with your family? And you're like, this is something I'm I passionate about. I think for about. me, I was so like a goal of mine was always to have like a, my own makeup line. You know, mm-hmm. like, I always really wanted that for years and years and years before even I was like. This is so cool. I've always thought of like, I feel like for me, like my creative mind goes to like creating makeup. Like I'm not, I can't draw, I can't mm-hmm. paint, I can't do all these different things, right. but I can do makeup well mm-hmm. and yeah. I can create makeup. And that was like my artistic freedom kind of like realized into a product. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, how do I express this and create things 
that people would actually genuinely love right. and not, like, gouge people. And, like, that was, like, the whole point for me was, like, I feel like all these huge corporations that just have, like, these CEOs that are, like, massive and these crazy boards and stuff like that, like, they're just putting out stuff that's not really good mm-hmm. just to get money from people. And, like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put out high-quality, gorgeous product. Yes. And people will know that I'm, like, actually testing them out myself and, like, I'm a makeup wearer. I reviewed makeup. I've been doing it for years. And, like, right. you know if I'm testing something and, like, I'm trying it my best that it's going to be good. Well, I've seen your products and like the way you're describing it, you can really tell that you did put your soul and your heart and your passion Mm -hmm. into it. So where can people find Lunar Beauty? LunarBeauty.com is where you can find all the products. I know what we're going to do after this. We definitely (laughs) need to go check it out. We're going to shop. We'll literally send you stuff. Like, I love Yes, absolutely. No, no, no. Whenever someone says we're sending, sending we are supporting. We're supporting. We are supporting. We're going to do it. Of course. So I want to talk about a little bit your early life. And I was reading somewhere that you were raised Mormon. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I say that my Tea. best friend that I grew up with, she lives in Utah right now, her, she's Mormon. Yes. So I was kind of almost raised in that household with totally. them. Mm-hmm. And it's so different from anything I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole you can't have coffee, no alcohol, right. the um, the un- special underwear. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I was always like, the I didn't missions. even know that was the missions, missions. all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, so... How was that upbringing for you when you living in a Mormon household? You know, people always like asking this. They're always like, "Okay, like, was it so crazy?" It was, and I was like, "I actually had like an amazing time growing oh, up." And that. like, because I feel like, especially because I grew up in San Diego, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in Utah. I didn't grow up like super, super strict household. Right, right. Like it wasn't like that for me. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe because like I'm like a, I don't know, maybe it's like a hybrid Mormon. I don't know what it would be. Right. But um, you know, for me, it was super, super chill. It really was like the church is really about like family values, and that's like all that I ever, like, really took from it, especially was, like, mm-hmm. being with your family. You know, that's, like, your unit. Making sure, like, everything is, like, good with your family. And that's what yeah. I've taken from You know, especially growing up Mexican, like, I'm already, like, so family-knit in, in the yeah, culture. totally. So this was just, like, you know, just extra, just solidifying, like, the family bond. And that's, like, literally all it is to me. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed it. It was hard, obviously, growing up gay. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the church, there's, like, a lot of inner turmoil I was yeah, dealing with. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's just tough. Since, yeah. You know, that's definitely, definitely tough. And I think it's hard because you almost feel like, Oh my god, am I sitting because I'm gay? Like right. you know, you know, you never know. But it's I feel a lot like for me, yes, there's so mm-hmm. much pressure oh, on it, especially when you're that young. Because it's you like think? I would be like literally like praying the gay away when I was like nine. Like I was like, god. no, I don't like boys. I don't like boys. And I would like right. cry and pray, just like can I please just not when I wake up, you right. know? And I was super super confused, and I didn't even accept it till I was like 15, 16 years old. Were your parents right off the bat super supportive? About they were that, confused. Or? They were really right. like they didn't really understand it. They thought mm-hmm. it was like a choice, right? They never really had gay friends growing up. They just thought like, mm-hmm. oh, like why are you choosing this? And I was like, I'm not. So I think it just took a long time of, like, engraving into their mind that it's something, like, I don't have any control over. Like, I literally was, like, born this way. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not something that I can just, like, unlearn. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, innately in my DNA. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, and I think that um, it took a long time for them to get that because Mm -hmm. they were really confused. And they they also, like, especially, like, 10 years ago, oh, my God, 10 to 15 years ago, like, in San Diego, there was so much gay hate crimes and, like, Hillcrest and things like that. And they were so scared. They're like, no, you can't be gay. They're going to get attacked. Yeah, so they're just trying to protect you. They're just trying to protect me. So I totally understood, but it was... It was hard because I'm like, dude, you guys don't get me. You guys don't understand me. And it was just like this constant battle with them mm-hmm. of like, when are you guys going to like get it through your heads? You know, right. my mom was more accepting. Because yeah. I feel like just moms no, are just like, moms it's, it's, it. your, it's your mom, you know? It's yeah, like she course. just gets it. And my dad, it was a little more difficult for him to accept. But, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I feel like time is just one of those things. Like it just time heals those wounds. And like. So true. It just It's like the constant just exposing. And I think that's like what it really, really takes, especially mm-hmm. for parents that have no idea about the gay world. It's like, dude, you just have to like want to figure it out for yourself and for your family you know my parents right. both were like we love you so much and we want to understand like what you're going through and so they tried 
You know, it's like I tried, they tried, so yeah. we met in the middle, and it was great, and we have a great relationship. They do sound now. like really they sound loving. Amazing. They are. They're so they're yeah. so loving, and they're, could they're be honestly worse, phenomenal. You know? Oh my god, it could yeah. be so much. Right. I could be like kicked out right now. No, exactly. It could be so horrible. Yeah, I mean that's it is such a scary feeling to have to totally. open up, and you really don't know the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. And then you cho- you said you did it at fifteen, right? Yeah, like I I I remember it was. I was, like, more personally realizing it when I was 15. I think it was, like, when I was 16 that, like, they asked me, like, mm-hmm. so do you like boys? I remember I, like, left over. I, like, literally left open my laptop on the, in the living room. And I was, like, flirting with a boy on MySpace. MySpace. Back in the day. Wow, that was ha- Yes, well, I, was, I was, like, flirting with a boy on MySpace. <laughs> but not even realizing I was flirting. I was just, like, oh, like, what's it like to kiss a boy? Because I knew he was bi. Right. And I was, like, oh, like, that's so strange. Like, how weird. But I was, like, kind of flirting, too. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, asking questions, right? Yeah. I'm just, like, oh, like, well, what's it like? And so they had, like, saw it. Like, I left. I thought I closed the thing. Oh. I did it. They came back. And, like, my mom was there. My dad was there. My mom was crying. And I'm, like, what? in the heck that I just walk into and I like we all honestly just had a meltdown all of us See, and I was oh like yeah gosh. I am I don't know if that's good that you kind of just ripped off the bandaid right, that almost way like, yeah, and it's almost, nice because they yeah. asked me it, it wasn't even like me having to like go Sit up and muster the strength split. and tell yeah, them I was yeah, like no yeah. they literally asked and I like finally broke down oh my gosh and then speaking of growing up did you right off the bat love makeup or was this something that you just started to yeah because I know that yeah. I grew to love makeup watching right. my mom because she just mm-hmm. did like your mom too, because mm-hmm. my mom every single day she has this signature like sexy cat yes, eye, yes. smudgy, and I was like, oh my god! At like fifteen, I was wearing a cat eye. Just no, like, totally ridiculous. Uh-huh. So your mom was your makeup. She was views? my yeah. She had, like had her little vanity. She would get glam every single day before love, work. So she was very I much a glam that. girl. And she still yeah. is. That's she doesn't mom? leave like the house without oh, makeup on. My yeah. mom says if you ever leave the house looking bad, you're just never gonna know who you run into. And right. by the way, every time I leave the house looking like shit. You see your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You oh see the person that you don't mm-hmm. like. And you're like, this is... And you're like, why do I look But I love right this mom with the full glam. No, I love it. Love and I, it. it's just like for her, she was always just like, I want to put my best foot forward always. Mm-hmm. And so I always just like took that as like, a, that's really, really awesome that she gets to choose what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether it's with makeup or without. Like she can have the option of like, oh, I want to just look more presentable today or I want this and this. And you can like alter your appearance. Right. And be like, oh, I look a little tired. So let me add some concealer. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. That was like, that was my favorite part about makeup when I was getting into it was like, oh, I can like really like do some fun things. I wanted to be a plastic yeah. surgeon when I was younger. No way. That was like my goal. That was to be a plastic surgeon. And so I was, when I, I got my BS in health science and um, at SDSU and oh, I was like cool. going to want med school, you know, that was like, yeah. my, that was my goal. Um, so, but I loved that the aspect of plastic surgery was like getting to change something if you didn't like it. And if, it just, totally. if you felt like you wanted to change something and you could, you know, and it, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, oh, well, it's just personal preference. It's you know? like subconsciously you yeah. knew what you wanted and I you wanted knew that, that maybe whether it was makeup or plastic mm-hmm. surgery, you wanted to have the option to change yourself. It's like non-surgical. A non-surgical, yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. it was just like, it's all about like feeling your most confident in the way right. you want to feel it. Like, I think that as long as you're doing it for you and for the right reasons, like do whatever you want. You right. know so what I mean? you, like, you express that through makeup. Yeah, so now I express it through makeup and so, not surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so is that when you decided, okay, I'm pretty good at makeup. Maybe mm-hmm. I should make a YouTube video and upload it. Like, so I, so, like? so what it was is like I started working at Sephora and like JCPenney. That was like – Oh, my gosh. I, so I was, I, was, I was a waiter for like two years. Okay. And then the restaurant that I was working at was like, we're going to close in a week so you guys have to find new jobs. And we're like, what? And everyone – like all the waiters are like, we're fucked. That's stressful. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so stressful. And so we um, – a friend of mine had posted like on Facebook like, oh, my Sephora is hiring. And I had liked makeup. I had done drag a few times just like with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like this is really fun. I enjoy it. So I remember applying – even though I had no experience. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going to apply. Just to see how it goes. Just see how it goes. And I remember going in. And it was before it opened, right? And it opened, and I was going to go do my interview. But mm-hmm. someone came in, 
and she came up to me and she was like oh can I like do recommend something for like I have oily skin I want like a primer and I was like right. oh my god I'm not, I don't even work here like, I haven't even had interviews with my time so I went and I sold her this primer by I think Benefit and I was like yeah this would be fantastic and she bought it and I was like I just sold a product out there without like without even, without even working, working there, there. Did you oh, say that yes and I got hired Oh, <laughs> and I got hired. That's so I got awesome. Hired. Mm, I got hired at Sephora as a Jesse Penny, but my parents didn't know I worked at Sephora and Jesse Penny because, like, they accepted the like they were finally like, getting around the gay thing. But the makeup thing That's on top a whole of it, different Wait, how old were you working at Sephora? This was like when I was twenty one. Okay. I, mean, I still lived at my parents' house, so like, really, right. my parents, my rules. Like, so their now rules you're were there. pretend working at Jesse Penny. Yes, you're working at Sephora. Mm-hmm. How long did you keep this secret? I literally was living a Hannah Montana life. I'm not even kidding. Like I would literally get glam <gasps> in my room, tea, locked my door, jump out my window. <laughs> I swear to God. I would jump out my window, go to work at Sephora and JCPenney, do my thing, yeah. come home, drive home, take off all my makeup with like wipes in the car, and get into the house and be like, yeah, I just got back Manny. from shoes. That's so much work. Uh-huh. You're it like, was I literally sold so many I sold so today. many shoes today. <laughs> Like literally for so months. many tank tops, so many so for months. Did you get caught or did they you did eventually? they caught my makeup okay. Instagram? So I had like created a makeup Instagram that I had blocked all my family oh, members no. from. Literally every family member that I had, I blocked every single one of them. So how did they catch you? Someone at church. Like is this oh. your son? I was like, there. I don't that Mormon. The community so tight knit. It's tight knit. It's tight knit. But like, I was bro, like, so someone from yeah. church. You're like caught God. your son wearing Smitches. makeup, and I was like. I'm gonna kill myself. Oh my like, god! Like I literally, so I remember, oh like they were like, "You have to delete it," and I was like, "No, I'm not deleting it." No. And like, no, they're like, "You have to delete." It. Like, like, because I was like, obviously, like doing JC Penny, but I was like in school, wanting right. to do plastic surgery, go to medical. So like, mm-hmm. what would what would medical school say about they see you like have this random? I was like, I don't know. Like, who, like, who knows? Cares? I don't, who cares? Yeah. You know, but they're just like, you just never know. Like, what if people are homophobic? Da da da. And I was like, you ha- like you have to delete it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not deleting it. And Good so I told them I that I wasn't that. deleting it, but they're like, "You're gonna delete." It. I was like, "No, I'm not." And so for, like, a while, I oh ended up still gosh. having them blocked. And they, I, they thought I did delete it, but I didn't. Did you just block more people from the church? Uh-huh. <laughs> you just kept blocking. I just, like, kept, I just kept blocking and blocking and blocking. Yeah, I just kept <laughs> yeah. blocking and blocking until I didn't have anyone else to block. And I kept it. And then um, I remember I showed my mom a message one day. And I was like, look at this, like, little boy. He, like, sent me this message. Like, of how, like, in, I inspired him in some way to, like, be himself. Yeah. And just, like, kind of be creative and just, like, find. And she was, like, very, very um, like blown away by that and I showed my dad too and they were both like wow like, this is yeah. something do that's you, really helping people and I was did, like yeah it's like something that I enjoy and it's helping people your YouTube career today is huge right and I think you know oftentimes the more following you have the more haters you get because you right. do get a lot of positive comments totally but you also get a lot of people speaking negatively about you mm-hmm. and that can honestly affect you personally and emotionally and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people don't realize you know someone sitting behind a computer they think they have all the power, but it, the words hurt. Mm-hmm. And so how how do you deal with something like that? I think at the beginning, it was actually a lot harder for me. Like, in the beginning of my career, I was like, oh, my gosh, like these comps are so mean. And, you know, there's so many people out there that just don't understand you. And, like, they like they also don't even understand themselves, too, because I feel like a lot of times like people project their hatred onto others when they're not happy with themselves. And so I think that it took a long time to realize that usually when people are sending you hate, it's, like, them really hating themselves. Because mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. like sane normal happy human being is sending hate comments to people online like that they don't know no so i think that it just took a while to realize that but then once you realize it, you're kind of like oh okay like it's not me it's more so them right um and like you know especially when you're doing your thing like you will find your tribe like you'll find your people Mm -hmm. that like that fuck with you in like a good way you know and i think that that is something that i found like i found my following that like really resonates with me yeah and i think that 
as long as I have that, like, I'm good. And, yeah, of course, haters will come and go, but I have, like, my people. So, like, that's, like, what I do it for. I don't do it for, like, the haters. I do it for the people that, like, actually support me and, like, that want to see me succeed. And I want to see them succeed as well. Have you been canceled or talk a little bit about cancel culture to you? Yes, I have absolutely been canceled. It happened to me two years ago. Um, and I feel like at this point I'm like a spokesperson for cancel culture. Like, <laughs> because, really? like, I, yeah, I, no. I swear, like everyone always asks me about it, and like I always yeah. get like outlets hitting me up like, "We're doing something on cancel culture. We'd love for you to talk about it." Because right. I've publicly spoken about cancel culture yeah. and right. how I think that it's honestly I think it's horrible. I think cancel culture in, in itself, what it is, is you know, it's people canceling someone for something that they did, and as if that you can never come back from that, as mm-hmm. if you can never, you know, find forgiveness, as if you can never like make amends. Right. And I think that's like the actual issue with cancel culture is that people think that you know, the people that they're canceling aren't human and they're, they're not going to make mistakes and that they right. can't rectify the mistakes that they've made. And I think that that's the important part is I believe in holding people accountable yeah. wholeheartedly. You know, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you should be held accountable for something. But to think that this person can't not make a mistake they're and, and they're yeah. exiled forever is horrible. And yeah, I, think that, I, I completely inhumane. agree. Yeah. And just it's because you're a public figure doesn't mean that you're superhuman and can absolutely. make You're human as well. Right, and I'm going to make mistakes. And, like, I think that people need to realize that, like, people are going to constantly make them. And, like, just because yeah. you have followers doesn't mean that you're not going to make the same mistakes that people make. And, like, listen, I understand that we are put on a pedestal in a way in that we have a responsibility. And it's made me grow up faster than I ever thought I would. Right. Because of it. Because I'm like, I want to be better for my following. I mm-hmm. truly, truly do. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make human mistakes that, like, we all do. Yeah. I want to touch on the sort of fake friendship mm-hmm. thing. Have you dealt with a lot of people using you for clout and people that you thought were your friends and then – when you needed them most, they just weren't there for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I think that everyone on social media kind of deals with that a little bit. Like if they've gotten any kind of clout or fame or whatever it might be, like a lot of people tend to not be there for the right reason. They just think like, oh, well, I'm just going to like climb that ladder. You know what I mean? Right. I've been accused of it too. I've been accused of like being that person that's climbing the ladder, you know, constantly. And I think mm-hmm. that with social media, it's like, you know, back in the day, it was all about like, collabs, right? People like wanted collabs so badly. Right. Like, that's how people grew, right? And like yeah. it was a constant like – social media like the, the platforms actually were like you guys should collab like they would like make things happen because right. it's like we want you to continue to grow each other um but now looking back it's like it just seems like you're just clout chasing no totally you know I mean? and that's like what it kind of is now it's like clout chasing it looks like it and that's why it's really hard to yeah. gain friends within this mm-hmm. industry sometimes because you meet them through like maybe work events or like yeah. these collabs or even dating and then, oh my god oh, yeah then even, even dating, dating is so win. strange because sometimes i'll go on a date and they'll be like so uh your dad can you get us in a movie i'm like Probably not, right. Joey. Right, right, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hor- it's like that's like the annoying part too. It's like you never really know like what people right. are in it for. Like I remember I've been on times me twice. I've been on a date, and after the date, the guy was like, "So we should collab sometime." And I was Stop. like, "Are you fucking Stop. kidding?" See, I swear to God. And I literally was like, "This is horrible." Would you say like two years ago, you were sort of stuck in this like manny social media person that's mm-hmm. like and you weren't really separating who you are as an individual a hundred when you were in that headspace did you ever deal with like anxiety because i know that mm-hmm. sophia and i with social media like it seriously we've seen and experienced like it affects your mental health and mm-hmm. it, your your well-being and you're you're almost like in this black hole of like oh my god like i need to why don't i have more followers why didn't totally. i get so many likes mm-hmm. so what was – did you ever – tell me about your anxiety or do you have anxiety? I do. I absolutely have anxiety and depression. I suffer that for – since I've been since I've been young and I've been on medications and things like that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, I think that it's a huge, huge part of social media is like anxiety and depression, honestly. I feel like a lot of the yeah. creators I yeah. am friends with or know have issues with anxiety and depression. And I'm sure a lot of your followers 
didn't know that. Right, absolutely. And, and I think so that they were almost judging you. Totally. And you yeah. almost don't want to show that too much because you're like, mm-hmm. I want to be this strong figure totally. for all my followers. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes to break down those walls, that's when you really can get to the nitty gritty and it almost makes it even better. 100%. But I think did that's you ever announce took. that? Absolutely. And I've, I've created videos that were like, I'm I'm not okay right now. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, I'm not doing well. Like, this, I need to just take a break, take a step back. And I think that people are understanding. And I think that nowadays, right. like, I actually think that anxiety and depression are, like, at all-time high. Mm-hmm. I think that Absolutely. so many people now suffer with anxiety and depression. I think that it could be social media. You know, because I feel is. like a lot I of, mean, like, social media is now a seriously. thing. Oh, and it's there's now so more depression prevalent. and anxiety. Okay, how does that make sense? What you know, are things that to... cause you anxiety? For me, like, it was, see, nowadays it's different. But, like, back in the day when I was more honed in on the social media world, it was, like, likes, views, other mm-hmm. people's, how they were performing and how well they were doing and comparing yourself constantly and how they looked and, like, I don't have that kind of body and. It was so many constant, like, comparisons. Yeah. But I think that that is, like, actually what a huge issue on social media is, is, like, constantly comparing. Mm-hmm. And oh, I yeah. did that all the time. I compared myself it's to impossible all to the not. time. How could you not? Yeah. You know, especially, like, other boys in the beauty space. I'm like, I would compare myself. Because, like, if it's, like, something that I do, I'm going to constantly compare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, it's important to kind of, like, for me, like, after, like, even after the canceled thing, like, I went to therapy for, like, six months after. Because I just wanted to, like, kind of, again, yeah, refocus on, like, what I wanted to do. And I think that that really helped, too, is, like, finding help in different things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, anything, therapy or painting or, like, just, like, finding peace in other yeah. things yeah. that's not online. And, like, having your, like, totally. phone turn off. And, you know, it's funny because I'm a social media person that you would think I'd be promoting social media. But it's, like, you need to have breaks. And it's how do you so have, hard. Like, how do you get rid of those, like, what ifs when you're, like, mm-hmm. ang- worried or anxious about, like, taking that step forward or, mm-hmm. like, you don't believe in yourself that much? Like, how do you get back to, no, I actually can fucking do this. Like, I'm me. I No one else can mm. do what I can do. I think that that is about having, like, a pot, like a good core that you have. And I think that's about, mm. like, having a good core family or friends or following. Like, and I think that's the people that help you, like, when you're at your most weak, mm-hmm. to help you, like, go the extra mile. Because yeah. it's, like, I have my inner strength, obviously, and I can do things myself. But when someone else believes in you, it helps you get that extra little push. Because it's, like, no, you can do this. And you're, like, you're right. I can do this. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's hard. It's it so is hard. hard. Especially like when you're, especially if you're drained, like especially if you're emotionally drained, physically drained, you're just like, I can't do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. I don't want to do it. I want to give up. But it's like the people in your life that love you and like, no, I see something in you. Like you're amazing. Yeah. And you need to keep going. That's like the extra push that you need. And so I think it's all about having a really good core people around yeah. you that you need. It's the biggest blessing to have people around you that tell you you actually can do it when you're at your mm-hmm. lowest and you're going, I can't. Exactly. I mean, the moments I've had like friends go, oh, you actually, don't, I don't think I can see you doing that. That's really when I start to spiral it's, down. I'm like, yeah, oh, I really depressing. can't do it. Because if they can't see it, then obviously, and I can't, right. then I shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. which could be totally the polar opposite. Exactly. Like, that's, it what could you, be great. that's the opposite. Like, you would not, you don't want friends like that. No. You want friends that are always going to motivate you and keep you going and keep you pushing. And same mm-hmm. with family members. Like, you don't, if you have a family member that sucks, you don't have to be with them all the time. Or you don't have to you tell them. You can choose them. your family, you know, like the whole chosen family thing, especially in the gay world, that's very big. Is like mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of times families don't accept their gay children, so they have their chosen family, which is people that love them for who they are, and like that becomes their family. Mm-hmm. So it's all about surrounding yourself with people who actually love you for who you are and what you can do. Yeah. And who want to see you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. You give such good advice on that because I feel like a lot of people forget that that's seriously the big, I think the most important thing about life is really surrounding yourself with people that it's love you totally. and support you. Totally. It Entirely. Is. Like, what's the point of, like, honestly, for me, I guess it's like, what's the point of having everything if you don't have someone to share it with? That's like what I've always we thought. We just said this the other day. Like, literally, it's, like, I, don't, I don't understand, like, what's the point? Because it's like, if it was just me and, like, the house I live in right now, right? I live in, like, a pretty nice house, like a 5,500 square foot home. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like me and my two little brothers. And, like, I get to share that with them. And, like, I get to share, like, my success with my family. And it's like, oh, I feel so great doing that. And, like, that's yeah. what I like. If I had all of this and it was just me, I'd be, like, depressed. 
I love wow. that, Manny. Okay, oh, thanks. I think we should wrap up with one more <laughs> funny question. Okay, yeah, let's do it. And I want you to be as honest okay. as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I so, can do. I need you to look at our faces okay. and tell us <laughs> what we can fix with our makeup. And I want you to be so honest. You're right. like, bitch, you're oily. Tell me. You're not oily at all. Oh so my- I'll start with you since I'm already looking at you right now. I have so much powder um, on it. Let's okay. see. Let me see. Go like I feel like that. my lips are crusty Tilt right up. now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I Man, the thing is like I, you have to say something. No, I'm going to trust me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. I'm going to absolutely say okay. something. I'm going to be honest. I think that with you, like I feel like because you have, you're, you guys both have such good skin. Thank so, like you. I'm telling you, like even though yes, you've had like, my boulder. The, yes, the boulder. <laughs> but like honestly, because I feel like with this, like when it comes to skin, like your guys is like, where it's so natural and nice already, you don't need a lot to enhance okay. your natural beauty. I'm what saying I'm that to, to sustain is like I'm trying to wear almost less makeup now yes. because I'm like. For me, like, like the reason I'm cake. wearing this much is because I want to transform. Like that's like my, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I feel but like when enhancing natural now. beauty, this is like what I like to do. You know, okay. like, this is like more great. Like you don't, do you even have any me. product in your brows? I don't even think you have any. I do. Do you? I put a uh, brow, brow gel, gel tint. Okay, cute. I like that. Gel. It looks, honestly, it looks really good. I honestly would okay. just say like, I would probably carry, if you want, this is like a cool trick. Yeah. Okay. If you guys want to make it look like you guys have more makeup on than you really do, mm-hmm. bring the shadow at the top down here. Under. Uh, Underneath, like, to put, like, on your lash line right there. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it adds, like, adds just it. more of a pop. Oh, my God, man. You're we such had... a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. You guys are too. You guys this are fantastic. You're literally oh, as, so as bright as your jacket. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'm here for oh, it. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. I'm so happy we met today. Thank you so much. It's yeah. nice to meet you guys. We're going to be friends. Great. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Real friends. Yes, real, real friends. friends. <laughs> like, texting friends. Yes, not like Not social media friends. Perfect. Okay, go plug all your socials right now. Honestly, guys, so you guys can find me at manumua733 on all my socials and lunarbeauty.com. Yeah, lunarbeauty.com, motherfuckers. Look that shit up. It's bomb, you guys. I promise you. It's bomb the quality is amazing the packaging is amazing bye guys bye. bye from all of us here at the show thanks for staying unwaxed no kelly clarkson be sure to download new episodes every tuesday on apple podcasts spotify or podcast one.com follow your hosts at sophia stallone and at sistine stallone and be sure to follow the show at unwaxed podcast your producer is will sterling we'll see you next week